Oh, cool, cool. I go back on a minute. Yeah, we're going on live. Hell yeah, we're going to talk. bring it. And so then I'm on TikTok again later. Another LA Night video. Constantly LA Night videos. So I put a couple on YouTube, just a couple short videos. Both combined are over 1,100, getting more comments than we usually do. So at the end of the day, I guess what we're saying is LA Night, yeah. Yeah, people love LA Night. He has a similar thing to me and a similar vibe that Stone Cold had at the beginning, in my opinion, whether it's the yeah or whether it's wearing the black vest down there's a certain vibe that is similar to stone cold steve austin to me so whose vibe is he ripping off more stone cold or the rock because i hear a lot of people saying he's just a rock rip off i don't so, so what's he doing that's similar to the rock he does an elbow once in a while yeah. type thing and like he talked about so this is where kevin nash said they got some heat although i think nash apologized he said when he talked about the thing with logan paul take those maps and uh, there's an exact direction where you can stick all those bottles of prime you know nash is like you just you didn't just didn't say lube it up and put it sideways la Knight's talked about this he's worked with the rock on a show called hero and stuff too and he says i grew up watching the rock and stone cold he said i do not purposely go out of my way to do that he said but did i pick something up for them he says in my everyday life he says i picked up stuff from them and he says i try to probably borrow some of the stuff and put a spin on it which i think he does I here's a little a message little to all those people that have a problem a little here's, more a message. here's a message to all those people that have a problem with them borrowing stuff from other people hulk hogan borrowed from superstar <laughs> billy graham does Dusty Rhodes borrowed from superstar Billy Graham. Right. How many wrestlers have borrowed? Jay Lethal freaking got famous by doing impersonations of the Macho Man and Ric Flair. Yes, he's a great wrestler. If you have a problem with people borrowing stuff from other wrestlers, you haven't been watching wrestling for the last 40 years. Billy Graham borrowed from Muhammad Ali. Absolutely. Muhammad Ali talks George about George. George taking home it. So it's been going on. Yeah, I mean, come on. How many people have ripped off the personality of Dory Funk Jr. It happens. I mean, get off your ass and do something. <laughs> and I if you want to a- really do something, put the dubby down your gullet for Christ's sakes. Use the working fans code for 10% off and you'll be fired up like we are and it'll make you go, yeah! Alright, that's dubby.gg use code fansworking for 10% off your order and I'm gonna get a word in edgewise here because I see a little Ric Flair in him. We got a little bit of a lag here, so welcome to episode 206 of the Working Fans Podcast 2023 mid-year-ish awards. Before we get into these awards, I just want to let everybody know tonight, 6 p.m. on our YouTube channel, the Griswold Great Get-Together is being released with commentary by the Working Fans Podcast. Down the road, we're going to get an alternate commentary track with AJ Strange Brew, but this is the official production. We talked for a while about this. We've had it ready to go for about a week. Cheap Pop Productions got it back to us, and we are finally getting to debut the event from our hometown. I don't want to give you a spoiler, but there is a sexy, good-looking man pushing all things Griswold in between <laughs> matches. You're going to have to tune in to check it out. That might have gotten it out a little bit. <laughs> all right, so this is the first AJ's finding out about this. We did use footage of you in the ring during the video at the end, but AJ got to be in the ring doing yes. announcements before wrestlers came out. And if you were there for the live crowd, you got to see this. 
I might even clip it out and put it up on here. Yes. So here's the, here's the big deal. Next time you know we're going to be somewhere live, Randy Osga, make sure you get your ass down there so you can actually see because you never know what's going to happen. I might be in the ring. Dave might be in the ring. Joe might be hitting the bong. You don't know what's going to happen. I'm not out in public in the public fair, but. Well, in fairness, your house was right across the street. It, it definitely was. But let's get into these 2023 mid-year awards. And we're going to go person by person. And Dave, go first. Which category do you want to start with? Why don't we start with the one I actually found to be the toughest for me? The event of the year in the day and age that we live in i have such a hard time remembering all details and then take money in the bank recently we saw love that event but i had to see it the day after because we were busy one of the matches got spoiled you know what i mean so it's like so that automatically so for me when i was really putting together an event it was kind of <laughs> ironic and funny the event i had the most fun watching was the Grizzly great get together <laughs> The Puerto Rico, the event from Puerto Rico, because it borrowed so much stuff, like the Carlos Cologne vibe, and we fed into a lot of that history, which is something still kind of blows me away that WWE even does that. When because like they did it last year with the uh, event in Cardiff too, but when they do stuff like that, it still blows my mind, and it makes me so happy because as a kid, I was like, why don't they acknowledge? And I mean in a good way, not the way they would take shots at WCW and WCW taking them, but like when you're acknowledging just wrestling history, it always makes me happy. It was also great to see Carlito. Yes. That's actually my event of the year also. It was tough because I did want to – London was fantastic too. They were a great crowd. And that Money in the Bank pay-per-view was fantastic. But like you said, there was just something about the Puerto Rico pay-per-view. Part of the fun for me, and uh, this is uh, not to go off on a little emotional side here. For those of you who don't know, Mama Man called Dave. She was actually from Puerto Rico. And while I'm watching the pay-per-view – I'm thinking about the reactions that your mom would have had watching that pay-per-view. And she would have been going absolutely apeshit. She might have actually hit Dave with a flip-flop during the pay-per-view had she been still with us. Who's that called again? Chanka? Chanka, yeah. 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 That would have been phenomenal. Getting to see Carlito on the event, who looks amazing, is just a great show. I do want to add something before Joe gets to his list. In the past few years, if you go back and listen to whenever we've done these halfways or year-end editions, and the year-end things might change, obviously, we were heavy AEW, like almost got all the awards. That's not going to be the case, at least for me this year, I can tell you. I was like, go ahead. Here's a funny thing with the AEW when it comes to events. None of the AEW events even came into my mind. To be uh, honest with you, even though we've watched them, I'm struggling to remember one that actually got me so excited that I was like, wow, that's, this really belongs in the top. When we get to match of the year, there's a couple AEW ones. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's just as a whole event, like it's event. not actually doing it for me. To be honest with you, one of the oh, hottest events they had the was the first too? collision. I did. <laughs> I thought you had that. It was bad match of the year then. I got to come up with that. Now, I'm going to give you my pay-per-view event of the year because I had a choice when I heard Dave lobbying for Backlash. I forgot how much I enjoyed everything about Backlash, but then AJ gave you Backlash, so we can't all give you Backlash. I'm going to go with my original pick of Forbidden Door 2. Mm -hmm. It was one that AEW's lead-ups to non-AEW pay-per-views under their watch is a little sketchy. Forbidden Door felt like it was put together late, much like the ROH pay-per-view tonight. But when you got to Forbidden Door, it was fun. 
I thought it breezed by quick. And then you had three very big matches to top that show off. So if, I'm going to give it to Forbidden Door. If the sole criteria Match was ball. actually best wrestling on the pay-per-view, I would 100% go with Forbidden Door Part 2. Although when we talk about Match of the Year later, I'm going to give you a little feedback and some of my dilemma on that. Which actually, you know what? let's just do Match of the Year. Joe, you can think of that while we'll do this. I'll pull up my choices here because I just dropped them. Match of the Year, I ended up actually decided to do a little recency biasness. I... Went with FTR versus the Bullet Club. Jay White and Juice Robinson recently. They went almost an hour on collision. Again, AJ might not have this match down. We talk about it sometimes, too. I watched this live. All right? I got to I see. I watched the whole thing. Did you watch it live? I, yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't watch it live. I watched it maybe an hour after it happened. Okay. Okay. But I didn't fast forward a second of that tag match. So what I liked about that match is it reminded me. I heard Dave Meltzer said he thinks it's the best tag team match in America on television in a long time. Now, I went with uh, it gave me vibes of Clash of the Champions, Iron Anderson and Larry Zabisco defending the tag team championship against Dustin Rhodes and a mystery partner, Ricky Steamboat from my childhood. One of the best matches to go for 45 minutes. Absolutely recommend everyone check this out. Now, that being said, some other matches I ended up pitting here. Ripley versus Charlotte, because I wanted a women's match on there. Gunther versus anyone, because this is the man right now, like as far as constantly who delivers in the ring. And Cody versus Roman. And here's the reason why. Why that was one of my runner-ups and close to it. Because Cody versus Roman... It's the first match this year that I really remember where I was actually really wanted Cody to win, but I didn't know if he was going to win. And going away, I was disappointed, but at the same time, exciting for the next chapter of what's going to happen here. And that doesn't happen too often. My match of the year, I'm actually going to agree with you again. That tag match just actually stole everybody's thunder, quite frankly. And and it wouldn't have been my answer, obviously. But one of the matches that, and I don't do a lot of runner-ups like you do, but I want to give credit to a match this year. Mustafa Ali versus Gunther. We talked about Gunther. And that Mustafa Ali versus Gunther showed everything that is great in professional wrestling and how when you tell a story correctly on paper, if you told me Mustafa Ali had a shot at the Intercontinental title against Gunther, I would have laughed you out of the building and thought you were nuts. By the end of that match, they had me believing that Ali had a shot at winning that belt. And that's partly probably because it was in Saudi Arabia, the card, but also because the way Gunther wrestles, he can make you, yeah. Whatever he wants to do, that's a magician. You talk about somebody, and I got into this discussion with somebody yesterday. Believe it or not, they were talking about Hulk Hogan, and they were like, I never liked Hulk Hogan because he couldn't sell. I didn't feel like he would sell. I didn't feel like a lot of those guys in that generation sold correctly. And, and I know that's a matter of taste and a matter of opinion, whether or not Hogan sold. But Gunther sells. Yes. No matter who he's working with, yeah, he delivers a beating, but you also believe he's in trouble at different times. So that's my runner-up, Gunther and Ali. But I did have to go with the tag team. Otherwise, they would have taken it. I did want some AEW inclusion. Go ahead, Joe. I am trying to find a match of the year. This is tough because I watched... There's a few... Iho del vikingo matches that i enjoyed from gcw but i don't want to just like give you a match and tell you i remember it right right if you look at el Iho del vikingo versus commander gcw into the light that was april 21st Iho del vikingo defeats gringo loco commander gcw lifestyle that was may 26th probably one of those it's got to be a vikingo match 
I can't tell you exactly what one he stood out this year. So you also had faction of the year written down. I figured that's yes, I did. We do that one. This is going to change at the end of the year for a real simple reason. My answer is the bloodline, which is now kind of dissolved. Obviously, we don't have Jimmy and Jay. So unless we get some new members, I might have a different pick at the end of the year. But right now, for the first half of the year, I can't go against the bloodline because it's just drawn too big a business. See, I thought you were going to pick Cerise X Morton. <laughs> They're an up-and-coming force in New Heights Wrestling that we're going to see something from. But no, it's got to be the bloodline. Like, this story has made a company that, I mean, with Great. this company, back everybody looked on them so roughly and then you know their storytelling for a while had taken a hit until roman in the bloodline so it's kind of undisputable how big they've been well i think that you might get some disagreement here from me because i think that there's a faction out there right now that thanks to dom mysterio and his hard-nosed <laughs> style coming from the prison yard and winning that north american championship with rhea ripley being the most dominant female champion with damian priest having the money in the bank and with Finn Balor having another match coming up against the Personally. one and only Seth Rollins, awful hard to dispute them as being the faction of the year right now, in my opinion. They might make it at the end of the year, especially if Finn ends up winning that title. And by the way, if you haven't seen Raw, watch the Finn Balor promo he cuts on the backstage with Seth Incredible. Rollins. The intensity. Finn is operating at on cylinders right now. And I honestly, I don't think this is the plans, but I hope they put the title on that guy. I think he deserves it. I think as when it comes to a faction that's up and coming, and other than Finn, they're all young superstars. They have no ceiling to what they can actually do. And it was nice to see Dom get recognition, being that he might be the number one heel right now. Okay, so next category, up and comer of the year. All right, was what we had. Now, that could be anticipated as rookie of the year, but I looked at it more as like a breakout star of the year. Yeah, because Dom's not a rookie. Not a rookie. But when I think of an up-and-comer right now in terms of like who's skyrocketed, I'm going with Dominic Mysterio, and here's why. I was thinking about this. We didn't do a top heel category necessary or anything like that, which is fine. But when you think of like your top three heels in pro wrestling today in the North America, like on the main stage, WWE, AEW, three come to mind. MJF, Don Callis, and Dominic Mysterio. MJF, I would put at number one a little while ago, but he's becoming so popular because of what he's doing and how good he is. Well, I think it's hard once you become the world champion to be up-and-coming star. Of that, too. That, well, I'm talking about just being a heel now, you know? Yeah. But, like, you know, and Callis is getting people to, like, physically attack him. So he might be the top heel in wrestling right now. But Dom is right there. And so, for me, that's why Dom is the upcomer of the year. He doesn't need a championship. But the fact they're giving him the North American title in NXT and the fact that he drew ratings in NXT. Right now, as far as young guys coming up in the business, Dom Mysterio currently has my attention. I agree with you. I was actually just pointing in that direction with Dom. Uh, there's, But there are some things that I want to remind you of because it's hard to once again label them because they're champions as being up-and-comers, but Rhea Ripley's only 26 years old. That's uh, Maxwell G. Max, uh, well, Jacob Friedman is actually only 28 years old or 27 years old, sorry. They're very young still. So it's incredible, this level of young talent. Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara. It's incredible how much young talent there is right now. But I do think when it comes to just being over as a heel, and Dom Mysterio is hard to beat. 
Joseph. Those are both good picks, but I'm going to go a little more on the indie scene because I'm trying to double check uh, this pick before I announce it to you guys. But uh, former guest of the show, Alec Price, is going up against Matt Tremont for the IWTV Heavyweight Championship, I believe it is. The IWTV Independent Wrestling World Championship. And for me, we've seen him come up in the indies huge. And to get that IWTV title that people like, I believe Lee Moriarty held. I think Alex Shelley has held it. It's that next big step. And Alec, the prize, is just growing so big that I think he's going to win it at American Rana next month. And that's going to make him the breakout star, the up-and-comer of the year. Well, he's another one in that same ballpark. He's 25 years old. So he's another one in that same age bracket where there's such a bright future there. And the funny thing is, is Dom Mysterio is, we have a tendency of thinking of him, I think, as younger than he actually is. Yeah. He was born in 97, so he's in that 25 year also. So you're in a good range of athletes who are just up and comers and ready to go. Actually, he's the same age as Rhea. He's 26. So yes. Dom Mysterio. I want to say, I thought we'd go a little longer today, which I'm happy with, but I'm going to just, I think there's one category we can actually breeze through here. Yeah, what is Sport it? Line of the year. I just want to drop honorable mentions for up-and-comers okay. of the year. Waves and Curls, Trayvon Jordan, Jalen Brandon on four oh, yeah. more. Miracle Generation, Kylon King, Dustin Waller, forgot his name for a second, but it was back to me in a flash. Like these are all teams that you're gonna want to keep an eye on. I can't I can't put waves and curls in that up and comers because they already there. Waves and curls, we hear you. We'll put the Brick City Boys in there because Waves and Curls versus the Brick City Boys kicked off the Griswold Great get together. And that's a match you're going to want to see. That was, I think that might have been my match of the night for the Griswold Great. It's going to make you want to dance with somebody. Oh, that's another copyright strike right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, go on to the next. Uh, I- I think I went. I think I went short enough where we should be safe. I just want to. Say, I think this next one will breeze through. Storyline of the year. It's got to be the bloodline. At the end of the day, it's too dominant. It's too big a business. They're crushing the ratings. We're getting ratings records this year at a time when WWE's contract for TV rights are coming up. They have to be ecstatic. I think we might have already covered. I had it crossed out at least. Oh, uh, the bloodline. We talked about. It's big enough to talk about again because it we has been faction of the year. Oh, did we already do faction? Okay, we I did. crossed out the wrong thing. Storyline of the year, we went. Yeah, AJ, we, I think we. we well, I think storyline of the year is definitely Joe Gacy and his group versus the Diamond Mind. I don't think anybody saw the Diamond Mind being thrown out of NXT. Yeah, big big storyline. But we're gonna breeze through that and right into this question from Randy Osga. Are you guys watching the ROH pay per view tonight? Main will, event, Claudio versus Hawk now. I will be watching it probably. Probably tomorrow, though. So. That should be a hell probably, of a main event. Yeah, I'll probably be watching it live because I got nothing better to do. The one match I'm worried about, and I don't know if it's a vacant type situation, is it is Commander versus Gravity. I, I think that kicks off the the pre-show, and I hope that is not a rib. I hope this is another luchador. this got put together quick like the whole card i think i took a screenshot of it at work last night Uh, there's not a lot of build-up for this but i am excited because as you'll hear roh holds a special place with Uh, i think commander should just hope that it's not the living legend himself america's favorite luchador and masked wrestler kane now aj let's give you a choice here do you want 
comeback of the year or letdown? I think we'll go comeback of the year first. Let's do let's do positive first. So comeback of the year to me, we talked about him earlier tonight. L.A. Night, baby. They've tried to bury this man. He actually had a hell of a run going with Impact when he was doing his former gimmick. And now he's actually brought it back and the crowd is behind him. They love L.A. Night. Yeah, he'll get over anywhere. I think it's just a matter of giving him that time to shine. Absolutely. Thank you. I had not thought of this category, but as soon as you said LA Knight, that makes all the sense in the world because they had had him doing a dumb model and gimmick. And now it's LA Knight. Randy, does Nick all just go to WWE or AEW? I don't think that's set in stone. I heard a rumor this week that if he does go to WWE, they're more interested. In, in him as a producer than they are as a talent. Yeah, I can. I that's sense. A, he's old right enough. Up. Yeah, I kind of AEW for that. Yeah. I kind of hope he goes to AEW anyway. I think he'd be. Yeah, because I want to see him still work. And if he goes to WWE and he's a producer, we may never see out Nick Aldis wrestle again. Yeah. And plus, his gimmick. You want to call it that? What he does, I don't think would work in WWE right now. I mean, it could, but they'd have to really just get behind him, and I don't know if they would or not. So I don't. It was AEW. Well, WWE, as we've seen in the past, especially now that Vince McMahon is back in the fold, they have a tendency of being irritated by people that get over without them. Now, Dave, who was your comeback of the year? Oh, comeback of the year. LA Knight. I'm going with LA Knight. Okay. I've got to go once again with the man who kicked off the Grizzled Great get-together, Trayvon Uh, Jordan. uh, He was NEW world champion or heavyweight champion before he had that injury and had to relinquish it right around the same time that we were about to first get him on the Working Fans podcast. And then come full circle, we've had him on twice. We have another interview to release from him coming up soon. But just seeing him back in the ring and how much he commanded the attention of that crowd like he's on his way to the new i believe it's live title now he's well got and the thing is and against he's got the size how to pick trayvon jordan he's got the size he's got the personality he has all the attributes that you need to really be successful and not to blow up his gimmick or anything but he's also a hell of a nice guy and you don't always see that anymore. When you interact with wrestlers sometimes, you know, that old saying, never meet your heroes. This is not that case. This is a guy who is legitimately one of the nicest human beings. And we, we I hope to God he's able to go to whatever level he wants to go to. Yes, infectious person. No Speaking doubt. of infectious personalities, Dave, who do you got for letdown of the year? Letdown of the year for me. Cody Rhodes not winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. I got invested. I wanted to see Cody do it. I was excited for him. And even though, like I said, at the end of it, I'm still intrigued and I'm still excited where they're going. As far as like that was the first time in a long time I can remember where I was disappointed and let down in an outcome because I got emotionally invested. So here's the funny thing. We actually have the same reasons, but different wrestlers. Okay. I wanted the belt on Sami Zayn. I was going absolutely nuts for it. I I was, it was one of those things where I wanted it to happen. I've loved Sammy ever since he was El Generico. If he was El Generico, we're just saying hypothetically, he is one of the great personalities and one of the great wrestlers. He's 39 years old, so Lord knows how much time he's got left, but he's at the top of his game right now, and I wanted to see the belt on him. No arguments, Joseph. Letdown of the year so far is the ROH reboot. I'm like, I subscribe to Honor Club for ROH. Like, I want to be a fan. It's hard to keep up with being like on this service 
there's little to no buildup for pay-per-views. Like we only got the full card for death before dishonor, which we were at last year and excited about when it was like that last real pay-per-view before they went away and they should be bigger. Like it should be more out there. And while I like what it is and it's getting better, it's not what it could have been. And I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to stay supporting, but it is a letdown. I'm just afraid we're going to end up with something similar to the ECW reboot by the, at this point, I don't want a bastard child. If you're going to take over ROH, make it ROH for Christ's sakes. I have a feeling that, there's something going on where TNT and TBS don't want uh, them advertising so much ROH on their shows because there's really no reason for an ROH pay-per-view to be on tonight. And we had as limited of a push for it as we did. It's, it's got to get its own TV deal. Make yeah, a YouTube right. show at the very least. Like, why yeah. couldn't Dark and Dark elevate? Like, you're... At that point, you're making Ring of Honor like a dark program, but make like a special YouTube version of the show to push people to Honor Club. Do something similar to what NWA has done with their programming. Why not? They've bounced back and forth between paying for them on fight and then just going back to YouTube. Why not? If it's a money making situation, but it's kind of distressing not seeing ROH being a. Yeah. I mean, you could even do something like do a YouTube show because they have like, what, two hours on Honor Club every week? Yeah, yeah, it could be more some weeks. It's a very long show. And that's another thing. They don't do a standard one hour, easy in, easy out show. And with the the talent that they have, just do a one hour show. And also, why not focus on your strength? Or or if you want to, you could do a YouTube show for an hour and say, hey, you want to watch the rest of this? Tune into Honor Club. You know, people are going to find it anyway, but you might, you know, and tag it antagonize you might incite a few people entice a few people to go in there and watch the rest on honor club yeah because i think if more people saw what was going on you got talent like gringo loco coming in there iho del vikingo commander some of the new japan talent shibata looks like shibata's on there primarily like you know that's yeah he's there he's the pure champion he's going up against daniel garcia tonight did you guys even know that Yes. Or how about the kingdom, one of the best tag teams out there, going up against Aussie Open? Yeah, I didn't know that. And, and, and I didn't even know that match was happening. Yeah. yeah, there's so many good matches on this. You got Willow Nightingale going up against Athena for the women's cool. championship. Right. You've got the Mogul Embassy going up against three fucking other guys for the Trios <laughs> championship. There, there's so many matches that got added late and my phone is charging downstairs, so I don't have like the lineup next to go from. But this is an incredible event. But we are down to the main event for our choices. We've got Tag Team of the Year, Female of the Year, Male Wrestler of the Year. All right. So Tag Team of the Year, I'm going to go with the Usos. You, I want to say FTR, but they haven't been featured enough. Yeah, FTR, maybe at the end of the year, we just got that brilliant match, but we're just talking about that's just now. We're now getting FTR back. The Usos, they accomplished the longest reigning tag team title reign in the history of the company. Where did they lose them? Oh, the main event of night one WrestleMania. The first time we had a tag team main event since the very first WrestleMania. And then what's the other thing they did together? Oh, they beat Roman and Sokoro in the main event of a pay-per-view in front of a crazy packed O2 arena where Jay got the pin on Roman. To me, that's the tag team of the year. 
Well, the crazy thing is, even after they lost the belt, they've been featured in main events and storylines with the number one champion in the business right now. So it's hard to dispute them as being the biggest name tag team, no matter how much you want to go with uh, Joe Gacy's tag team. They're the Grizzled Young Vets. (laughs) Sammy and Kevin could have been close, but I mean, the Usos really took it. I think we're all in agreement then. Like Uso. miles away, yeah. All right, let's do male wrestler of the year, and let's finish with female, actually. Because, again, with male, for me, I got to go with Roman. Because, you know, there's a lot of good wrestlers. But until this draw, until this finally ends, Roman has been built up. He's been built up so dominant that he literally stacked his cousins on top of each other. And people were, like, aghast, like, oh, he's going to beat him here. We all thought that might be a finish. Like, that is incredible domination. They've done too wonderful a job of building up Roman. He's my male wrestler of the year until this ride ends. Well, the reason why it was believable is because he did it to Hall of Famer Edge and to Brian Danielson, who's one of the great wrestlers of all time. When you stack those two on top of each other, it becomes believable that you can stack just about anybody on top of each other for the win. Absolutely. So, AJ, are we in agreement with the oh, male? Yeah, absolutely. Who who else could it possibly be? I, I mean, you could make a, a play for Gunther. Yeah. Or and tech- his run as the Intercontinental Champion. He, he has been one of the most dominant wrestlers ever also, but Joe, to me, it's Roman. Actually, Joe's got another opinion. <laughs> I've got El Hijo del Vikingo. Not only has he done it in his own company, he's gotten on American TV and really into the American market okay. through Masked Republic. He hasn't been as big as Roman. No, of course not. Well, okay. well, no, because he's been, four foot seven. He has been champion in his own company. And then branched out to major American companies, yeah. indie American companies, been around the world. So that's why I chose that's El good. No, no, it, it's a great pick. He, he's been very successful he's, this year. He's going independent. He's going mom pop. Yeah. He's going underground. Me and AJ are just fucking big consumers. Like, well, this not, is, not motherfuckers. Well, this, Eat your cheese. Well, this, <laughs> Well, what he's done this year is very similar to what Kenny Omega did a couple of years ago, yes. racking up belts, going to every uh, everywhere that would take him, and doing a great job. So I, I got no problem with that pick. It, it, like I said, it's just hard to go against Roman because he's been so freaking dominant. Well, let's uh, see what the disagreement is on female wrestler. The I don't know if me and AJ are going to think there's going to be a disagreement. So I would uh, went with I would have went with Bianca Belair. But she dropped her title at Mania. And so now that title's back forth. Asuka hasn't had a long run with it yet. You got some phenomenal wrestlers, Eosky. AEW's women's division. Man, when we talked about this a year or two ago with Britt Baker, we knew who the top and, and Thunder Rosa was right there. That's not the case now. And you have you have talent. Before limited. she got her, I would have went Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter could have been. Jamie Hayter was probably the, the most dominant female in there. But when you talk about the woman wrestler of the year so far, the one who had the one of the best matches of the year against Charlotte. Oh God, you're going Jade Cargill. <laughs> when you talk about a woman slamming men and beating up men, and you're talking about the most believable badass right now, it's Rhea Ripley. It's hands down Rhea Ripley. She's been the woman wrestler of the year so far. So not Tiffany Stratton. No. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to go Rhea Ripley also. I would love to go Tony Storm. You could go Deanna Parazza having another great run in Impact. There's so many great ones out there. For her, for NWA, Camille, Camille is very been, hard to beat. You, you talk about a dominant force. On anywhere other than YouTube or Fight Plus or whatever NWA is doing. And, you know, NWA making some of the decisions they are that, you know, I, 
I don't want. I don't want to shut NWA because Neil was just on Triple Mania as well. Right. That's a, that's actually what I was going from. It's a was great that, choice. Yeah. I would, but you're talking about on the national stage, like Rhea Ripley is the big dog. I yeah, wish and, I had thought and, about Camille. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I did. I thought about Camille. That was one of the ones I thought about putting in there. Obviously, since uh, you know I brought her up, but Rhea Ripley once again, she's 26 years old for Christ's right. sakes. The, there's no yeah. ceiling there. And let's uh, talk about this one before we get out of here, too. If you go on, on media. we got one more pick here. And yeah, Joe hasn't picked his female wrestler of the year. I thought he said, I thought, okay, go ahead. I thought he said, I wish I thought of Camille. So, all right, go ahead. I know. I wish I had thought of Camille, but I'm going to tell you guys why you're both wrong that you left oh. Willow Nightingale off your list. Woo! He had the opportunity to win the, NG- the New Japan Strong Women's Championship. When Mercedes Monet got injured, yep. you know, she held that title till she lost it to Julia at a crossover event in Japan. She well, that's because the only reason she had the belt was because Monet got hurt True, in the match. <laughs> but she's been putting herself in that position because yes. tonight she is going up against Athena for the ROH yeah. Women's Championship. She has made multiple appearances in AEW. ROH, I think it's going to be Willow's night tonight, and, and that's why. And she won the Owen Hart Cup tournament. Yeah, yeah. who so thought she was beating Ruby Soho? Females wrestler of the year, Dave. Back to what you were going to say, though. But there is one problem, and this is why I go Rhea Ripley. Ripley yeah. If I go out there to a mainstream per anybody out oh, there, you know, wrestling me, fans, <laughs> and go, do you know Rhea Ripley? They know Rhea Ripley. Right. If I go out there to mainstream wrestling fans and I go, hey, how about Willow Nightingale? There's a 50-50 shot. They might not know who she is. Right. But those that do know her will be 100% behind her. I think we're behind you. I think <laughs> if they said, who is she? Like they didn't know her. And you're like that girl that comes out smiles a lot. Infectious yeah. personality, whole way to the ring. They'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like her. Yeah. Hey, we're behind you. We love Willow. We're really? we're 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 not hating your pick. Our potential. My only reason I say Rhea over her is just because of how over she is around the world. Also, the bigger stage doesn't hurt. Yeah. Also, yeah. what she did on that bigger stage this year. Now did she win at WrestleMania? Won the title. She also won the Women's Royal Rumble this year as well. I'm not gonna lie to you. I even like the stuff that they put out on like Instagram and stuff. That's- where Rhea Rhea doing this stuff on the side of the ring with uh, fans, the security guards. Uh, like as in ring performer, if you watch some of the stuff on social media, she'll like be crouched over under a fan, like selling a move, and then she'll untie a fan's shoe. She'll yeah. like punk out a security guard. Like yeah, she terrified you, that poor security guard the other day. If you follow stuff on social media at all, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, and you run into stuff about Rhea Ripley, she is really becoming her own as a performer. She's good at improving. And overall, I think her priest, Dominic, Finn, AJ, yeah, I'm not putting the mess up. Being able to yet. act. But you talk about being able to act. She has to pretend to be into Dom Mysterio. Oh, there's no knowing she's got Buddy Murphy at home. <laughs> if you're gonna be all over social media, be all over our social media because 6 p.m. tonight, Griswold Great Get Together premiere. I can't say enough about how important this is. Northeast Wrestling letting us film the footage, put it out there, letting us call over it. it just a great experience. Thank you to Ryan Aubin once again from the town yes. for putting it on. 